Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Saturday, December 18th. If you're watching with us on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six. You can uh, check out the podcast live there if there's a primetime game, like say a Saturday night Colts-Patriots game that ends with the uh, Colts beating New England 27-17 to end the Pats' seven-game seven winning streak. We go live after those games, whether it's Saturday. With it, We will not be live Christmas uh, night, just FYI. But Saturday, Monday, Thursday, Sunday, whenever it is, primetime What happened game. to no days off? No days off. Well, Belichick no days off. Belichick should have won breach, and then we wouldn't be taking a day off. Okay, but he fair. lost, and so we take a day off. Um, mm-hmm. Also, if you're listening to the podcast on Spotify or wherever else you get your podcast, it may be Sunday, December 19th. And if you were listening on Spotify, they have now added ratings. So you can rate the podcast on Spotify. If you do listen on Spotify, please hit us with that five-star review. I don't know if we're giving away a uh, Brinson Sucks hat, but maybe we will. If, if, if you want one and you're in the YouTube chat, hit the like button. We get enough. Maybe Debo will be feeling uh, generous, like the, uh, I don't know, the, the ghost of Christmas Debo or something like that. Anywho, joining me to break down this game. Ryan Wilson and John Breach. What's up, boys? Hey, hey, and hey. Love hey, spending hey. Saturday night with my two best friends in the whole wide world. On a scale of one to ten, how and look, we cover ten. professional yes. Nine point three. I don't even know what you're asking, but it's probably a ten. These are the correct answers, actually. Um <laughs> my uh my wife is not thrilled about the prospect of Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Thursday, Saturday. So the Wednesday and Wednesday, which is just a random day in the middle of the week where we're traveling anyway. And then Friday, which is Christmas Eve, are the only two days between Saturday, December 18th and Sunday, December 20th. No, excuse me. Tuesday, December 28th without football. Uh, here's the thing. I'm, I'm with AK in that I'm also angry that I have to spend all those days with you. I feel like she should be celebrating that Christmas miracle that she gets to like, what is she thinking? That's what I'm saying. Just send me up to the office and tell me to just sit up here and in my pants. Go to your room. Yeah. She can go uh, Christmas shop while you're podcasting. By the way, shout she out to Breach. Shopping. Shout out to Breach for going on a date with his wife uh, and getting the babysitter for the first time. How'd that go, Breach? How, how, let me ask you this. First, first time. Th- oh, yeah, I guess your baby was born in a pandemic. The first uh, time we did that, my wife was like texting the babysitter every five minutes. How was, how was your wife? Well, first of all, this was the easiest babysitting job in history. You and Brinson could have done it from your houses because uh, the baby goes to bed. at. We put her down to go to bed at 730. And so the babysitter came over at 740. So all the babysitter had to do was make sure that the baby didn't like throw her passy out of the crib. Uh, and okay. then the baby falls asleep within 30 minutes and then she's out cold. You make sure she doesn't start crying or anything crazy. Uh, but yeah, we decided we're going to go out. Uh, get drunk as possible after going out to a nice dinner. So that's what we did. Congrats uh, on uh, also, we're lucky I'm coming right now. Congrats on being a father of two, Breach. Oh, good one. You uh, got my joke there. <laughs> Breaking news: Breach's wife is pregnant. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Anyway, let's dive into the game. I'm sure. Oh, good, fun, more analytics talk. What isn't? What is it better than <laughs> analytics talk? Uh, the Kurt Kurt Meberg, I think the two that he's probably talking about here, Kurt Meberg in the chat is um, asking about my terrible Twitter takes. And the two that I got the most flack for, one. Today I, or in your life? Because right. the, no, 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 no. These are pretty standard flack situations. But um, in this game, I caught flack for two things. One, I said that when Kyle Duggar was ejected along with Michael Pittman, that I wasn't that surprised that Michael Pittman also got ejected. 
and I felt the videos that were floating around the uh, the Twitter sphere were not um, accurately portraying why both guys were ejected in that in that situation. And then I guess the other place will start. Although it does, I mean, I guess it. I mean, does it? I don't know. Does it matter to to talk about whether Belichick should have gone on fourth and seven at the uh, down? Was he down twenty to twenty seven. to twenty seven? Made it a ten point game by kicking a field goal instead of going for it. Uh, obviously, if he had gone for it with nine touch, minutes left, with nine minutes left, with in the nine game. minutes left, and all his timeouts. Um, People before, were, before he moved on to, to the fourth down thing, why did Michael Pittman get ejected? Do we have any resolution on that? Because I'm seeing the just full disclosure. My son had a soccer game tonight at 9:30. Thanks for scheduling at 9:30. So I I missed the middle part of the game. I'm saying I'm watching the ejection. The, um, so why was he ejected? So, so, so the thing you're watching is like they're sort of in a fracas, and he pulls him down and rips his helmet off. Right. Right. Yeah. But the the part that you're missing from whoever may have posted that on Twitter, PFF, is right. what I'm seeing at. Well, it's it's the clip that some like somebody clipped it and they're using it. Uh, Pittman actually shoved Duggar from behind that launched him in and Duggar turned around and, and like shoved him back. And then that's when it turned into a melee or a, you just use fracas well, and melee. And, and like in, in the old yeah. days, it Practice. was always the second guy that got caught and punished. And but, so in that case, the Patriots player would have been the only one ejected, but now they send it back to uh, the legal offices in New York and let them break it all down. And they're like, all right, well, he obviously got provoked here the and legal so offices. I love we're, that. We're the, the, league, of the league offices. <laughs> the league legal offices. Yeah, I mean, they said that they they said this. I mean, as they're doing the replay, and by the way, it's a big bugaboo of mine, fracas bugaboo and melee, all in one uh the first seven minutes of the podcast. It it really bothers me that the league is stepping in at really random times to utilize the eye in the sky and make decisions, and it's almost always in these primetime games. But you know, you, they cut to Mike Pereira to ask what he thinks will happen. And he pauses because they're making an announcement because the league has made this like call immediately. And they, they said, got it right. They got it right. I mean, so what are you talking about? People are, people are mad that. Why are you mad that the league got it right? Even though they're doing it randomly. That's what I'm asking you. No, I'm not mad at the league. I'm just telling oh, you. I'm, you just I'm, said you, that's one of your bugaboos. You just said. Well, uh, well, I think Brinson doesn't understand why he caught flack for this when he feels oh. like he gave the correct opinion that both people deserve to be. Do ejected. you agree with the opinion breached? Should Pittman have been thrown out? Based I, on your... I mean, Pittman's definitely wasn't as bad. Um, he, so well, Duggars was worse because the helmet came off. Right. But uh, I, I, I mean, initiated the whole thing. So here's what I do think is that they absolutely should have both been penalized. So you have offsetting penalties. And then I probably eject Duggar, Duggar and not Pittman. Okay, so Brinson's on an island. I, no, I no would, because they both should have been punished. They both should have been penalized. No, no, in I, terms I of the ejection. I would prefer... Because I can't find the video of him getting of him pushing. Well, you would have had to watch the football game this year <laughs> to find that. Um, oh! Talking about my son, too, by the way. Dad. Um, <laughs> no, I... I, I Based on how things went, and I understand that the result for what Kyle Duggar did was worse than what Michael Pittman did. Well, here's a crazy picture I'm showing you guys of uh, the punch. Mm -hmm. And just put it in Slack. I mean, th that it deserves an ejection. Well, we're just not well, going to we're not going to freeze frame. Right. Yeah. We're not going to freeze frame football game fights and decide who gets ejected. The NFL this replay. You throw a punch, you get ejected. I mean, that's that's not a freeze frame. That's, that's right. watching it. Like Pittman, Pittman threw punches too. He threw he threw stuff to the. Like I, like I don't care either way, man. I'm just saying that if you're going to have the league office review a fight to decide who is getting thrown out, then they have to take into full context everything that happened. They can't just take well, it sounds a like that, right? some dude on Twitter. Yeah, right. but it sounds like they did. And you know who won the ejection battle? The Colts. Because the Colts were running the ball whole game. They need Pittman. The Patriots, that's one of their best defensive players. Yeah, it was surprising to hear uh some people were saying, I don't know if they said on the broadcast, it was like, oh, that's a bigger deal for the, the Colts and the Patriots. Like, no, it's not. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Like Pittman, Pittman's going up against JC Jackson all night. Like, I mean, and Carson he's, went he's, through 12 passes in the game. There's no way losing Pittman. Yes. It's just preposterous. So anyway, the other, the other situation, of course, the fourth and seven. Um, uh, well, I, yeah, Wilson, you probably weren't watching it, but basically Belichick, they get down to the two yard line. Yeah. It, it feels very much like, if the Patriots score a touchdown, the Colts are losing the game. What's what, what's the situation? Is this after the uh, Carson Wentz interception in the fourth quarter? 
When, when did this happen? Yes, it was after the yes. Carson Wentz okay. interception. So the Patriots were up 20 to 7. After the pick, they drove down, the as Brinson said. Yes. The Colts were up 27. The Patriots drove down to the two yard line. They had third and goal from the two. They jump off sides. So now they have third and goal from the seven. Mac Jones throws an incomplete pass. And they now false they have. Start, not offside. Uh, false start, yeah. And now they have fourth and goal from the seven yard line, trailing 20 to seven with nine minutes left in the game. Ryan Wilson, what do you do? Kick the field goal or go for the touchdown? I'm going for it, but you know it's funny, Breed? Not funny, actually. It's predictable. Uh, Clarence, he asked in the last chat that we had, the last weather. Uh, in light of Brandon Staley's uh, aggressiveness, what is Bill Belichick in those situations? And you said in every single one, he's kicking. And that's yes. So it's no surprise that he kicked there because that's what he does. Fourth and seven is a I mean, I understand that you're down 13 points, but it did feel like one of those Belichick kicks. And then and then all of a sudden they score a touchdown or they and, and, and look, the Jonathan Taylor rushing you know, jailbreak negated all of this. But the Colts were like, like very much on tight, the ropes, tight bottoming up. Like they were, you could feel them starting to sort of panic a little bit. And I think, I mean, again, I I understand why you would go for it on fourth and seven. There, have no problem if you'd gone for it. But if you kick and you have three timeouts, and what was the clock situation after? The breach said nine minutes and change. That was is that right, breach? When they kicked the field goal. When they made the field goal, yeah, it was 8.57, right? Yes. Yep. So 8.57 left. You know that you're you're going to kick the ball off. The Colts are probably going to run three times. You have all three of your timeouts and the two-minute warning. I think in that spot, it's, it's, it's kind of close as to whether or not you're going to get two possessions. And given the, given the way Carson Wentz had played poorly, Given his tendency to make mistakes, he should have thrown three or four picks easily. I ha- I don't have a problem with putting the pressure on the Colts. Belichick's mantra, we heard it this week, is like, let everyone else make mistakes. Like, let them lose the game. More games are lost than won in the NFL. Right. Let your it, opponent it, lose the game. And that's what he tried to do, and it didn't work out. And, yeah. and an important thing to remember here is like these percentages are the same no matter what. So if you're the Chargers and Justin Herbert's your quarterback, you're like, yeah, I'm probably going to go for this. You feel a lot more comfortable about it. If you're the Patriots and Mac Jones is your quarterback, yeah, the percentages are the same, but you don't have the same feel as the coach because this guy's already thrown two interceptions in the game and it's fizzled on some big plays. And I think the biggest part with Belichick is that he's thinking, you know what? My defense has absolutely dominated the second half up yes. to that drive. The Colts had the ball three times and they had only totaled 30 yards. They could not do anything. So this is basically Belichick saying, I trust my defense more than I trust my rookie quarterback. I'm going to take the sure points and I'm going to hope my defense can get the stop. And if you take out that 69 yard run, uh, obviously the jailbreaker jailbreak run and you can't, you know, just take it out. But if no, you no, take, you, I think you fairly if you, take, if you that, take out, that out, the Colts only had 206 yards of offense. So that's why Belichick's thinking my they, defense can stop them and we can win this game kicking the field. goal. I don't think, you know, like this is one of those 50, 50 things. I didn't think, you know, he got way more flack than he should have right. for kicking this. Yeah. And we knew I, he was going to kick it. Like that wasn't a surprise. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, and, but again, also if you, if you kick it, you then, like you, you're going to need a touchdown and a field goal to tie the game and send it to overtime. If you go for it and miss, you're going to need two touchdowns, and the game is probably lost. By and, the way, this Colts game plan, whether intentional or not, feels like the Patriots game plan versus the Bills <laughs> in the in the except Monty except it was goal. in a dome <laughs> no way. <laughs> I mean, look, oh, the Colts okay. scored on their, I believe they scored in their first drive, uh, second drive. Excuse me, they scored in their second. They, they went. Three, three plays, seven yards on their first drive, punt. They go eight plays, 78 yards. Really, a really nice drive all around. Jonathan Taylor was eating. A fantastic mm-hmm. scoring play. I saw that one. That would, that, that counted as a a, a, a a passing touchdown. That was my first Rich. thought. Yeah. Right, which is hilarious. And Jonathan Taylor did a great job as the lead blocker on that play for Naheem Hines. But outside of that drive. And they followed it up with that block punt touchdown, which means, again, the offense isn't doing anything. Right. They had a block punt two field goals and the jailbreak late from Jonathan Taylor. The Colts were not, the the Colts had a, I'm not trying to dog the Colts. They had a great, they played the Patriots about as well as you can play. Their defense played awesome and and carried a lot of the water in that game. And their special teams played great. But that's why Belichick felt so confident in kicking the field goals because he felt his defense had been getting big stops all game and they would be able to continue to do it late. 
and that that Frank Reich was probably going to try to lean on his run game and his defense to to win the game and to keep the Patriots from scoring. I mean, they they shut out the Patriots for three for three quarters. That is I'll, really impressive. I'll say this, but at no point was the game over. Right? No, that's right. And uh, Breach keeps up with this stuff more than I do. I don't have off the top of my head. I don't know how many close games the Colts have played and how many blowout wins they have. But I will say this: like they started zero and three, and we're like, oh boy, here we go. Carson Wentz, yada yada yada. Both ankles injured. How does that happen? They're eight and three since, and their only losses over those the three games since they started zero three are to the Ravens, the Titans, and the Buccaneers. They're not losing dumb dumb games. They're not losing nine to six to the Jaguars. And their first three and, losses, and by they the have way, double digit leads in both the Ravens and Buccaneers games. Maybe they did. And their first three losses are to the Seahawks, Rams, and Titans. So again, they have they have no bad losses on their schedule. The Seahawks were certainly much better in Week One than they are in Week Fifteen. So, and we've been talking about this for they, a few They weeks. were beating the Ravens 25 to nine in the fourth quarter. There you go. Yeah. That's so crazy. We, we've been saying it for a few weeks now, but you don't want to face the Colts in the playoffs. And that remains the case. This is a good football team. I don't want to say in spite of Carson Wentz. They had a double digit halftime lead against the Buccaneers too, by the way. But Carson Wentz hasn't been 2017 Carson Wentz. He's been somewhere between that and what we saw last year when he got benched for, for Jalen Hurts. Uh, Debo, where are you on the Carson Wentz saga? Are, are you... I mean, not as an Eagles fan, but if you're a Colts fan, should you feel good, worried, indifferent? No, well, we officially got the uh, first round pick from the Colts tonight, so got to hey, mention that. Congratulations! I would say a, I don't know if I want to call the trade a win in that case, but he's he's been up and down. He hasn't, I don't think, been anywhere near last year. I think he's been pretty close to. 2019, which is what I said all along. I don't think he'll return to 2017, but if he can be 2019, that's a more than capable quarterback. Tonight was bad, probably the worst performance of the season, but that's not what it's been like all year by any stretch. Take out those. I, I want to take out the first three weeks because he had no ankles. I've said it before. If you if you put through weeks four through 15, I, I'm taking that quarterback. There you go. I, and ironically, that quarterback destroying the value of Debo's first round pick. But yeah, but also giving them the first round pick. There was a point a where they were 0-3 and they're like, Carson Wentz, you know, the Colts would be wise to sit him by week eight. Would you, you have felt bad, shot. Feel bad taking a top five pick because Carson Wentz was essentially eradicated? Why would you feel bad about earth? that? Debo's a, a sensitive fella. He is sensitive. Facts. Debo, why are you so sensitive? Facts. <laughs> facts. Uh, you're sensitive or facts you would have felt bad taking that? You're like, I'm sorry. Can, just make it like 10th. We'll be fine. Yeah, give me like 11 you know something 12. else? Uh, like facts is a thing that young folks say. I don't know, Debo, if you said this, but when I go to the Stanford, the young folks that I sit there with say crib a lot. Like if like someone says Philly, do you say crib? Like your house? No. Like if, oh, yeah. If you're, Annabelle, Annabelle's always like, I'm going to go hang out in my crib, but it's her yeah. actual crib, so it makes right. sense. Right. No, I get it. Like if someone said Raleigh, you'd go crib, just like Debo went facts. But if somebody like, says your hometown, you're like, you just say crib? Yeah. I, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that the, nope, the old are doing that. I'm doing do that. that. I'm just going to that too. I crib. All right. Anyway, yeah, I, I think, I mean, obviously, I think Frank Reich, the Frank Reich Carson Wentz marriage is a work in progress, but a work in progress in the sense that they've, they've gone to therapy and they feel like they're on the other side of it. They're not going to get divorced. They're, they're going to work through this. It's only going to get better. They're going to be more, more PDA, you know, that sort of thing. Well, and I mean, let's look. We, when Belichick goes to Buffalo, and granted, obviously, very different um, oh, uh, God, meteorological conditions. But they go to Buffalo and they buckle down and they and they run the crap out of the football. The I mean, the Colts absolutely dominated the trenches on both sides in the entire first half and really the entire first three quarters. The Patriots had some nice runs, but the Colts were on fire. Darius Leonard was a monster in this game at the interception. He deserves to be included in the defensive player of the year conversation. And I'm not just saying that because I bet it before the season. He really does. Like he should be on that short list with what I mean was it T.J. Watt, Miles Garrett, and maybe Trevon Dix, Michael Parsons. Yeah, Parsons. I just don't think Parsons will win. Mike is ahead of Trevon. I feel. Okay, like. I think Parsons will win Rookie of the Year, and they'll vote for somebody else for Player of the Year. I just think that's how they do it. By the way, just so we're uh, M. Jones in the comments says Benson wrong as always. The game was actually over twenty nothing in the third quarter. Yes, Number it was. Six. It was more than likely over at twenty nothing in the third quarter. Thank you for that. Thank you for that astute observation. However. I would I would just point out that you know it did get to twenty to seventeen 
got a little hairy. So maybe, maybe, maybe not quite over, you know? Yeah. And and you know, what else is interesting is just how undisciplined the Patriots were. We always talk about Patriots don't make those mistakes and those mistakes are the ones the Patriots made here. And we saw a blocked punt return for a touchdown. You don't usually see a blocked punt return for a touchdown against the Patriots, but you do see a lot of blocked punts because Jake Bailey is having uh, just a disastrous year with that. There's only been 10 blocked punts in the NFL the entire year. Three of them have come against Jake Bailey. No other punter in the NFL has had more than one punt blocked. He has three. That's insanity. Uh, Brace, Belichick- let me ask you, who's that on? Is that on the punter? Is that on the protection? Is that I mean, on the... You, you got to get out the uh, the hand timer. Maybe the snap's coming in slow. Usually it's on the punter taking uh, three or four tenths of a second longer than he should have to get off the kick. Um, so I, I would say in most instances, it's on the punter, but... You know, if guys are getting in fast, then it could be the blocking. Um, but you know the usually, need? but if it's happened three times, it's probably on the punter. Would be the Patriots need Matt Arisa, and uh, maybe, love Matt Arisa. Maybe, maybe I gave a that... shout out on Friday's morning HQ when I talked about he has like two eighty-yard punts. I think he has double digit seventy, not double digit. It must be like six or seven seventy-yard punts and like sixteen or something. A little different though, kicking uh, in San Diego than. You're a dog. Foxborough in. How dare you, Breach? In uh, in the winter. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And then the other thing was, uh, you know, the Colts missed a field goal on their first possession of the third quarter, but then the Patriots jumped off sides and the Colts got to try it again and they made it. And and so that's three free points. We saw at least two dropped interceptions, one by JC Jackson, one by Jamie Collins. And so those are four just kind of game changing mistakes that you anti anti Patriot stuff too, where you don't usually see this stuff from the Patriots. Right. Yeah. They had a bad game. It's okay. Oh, show. The uh, win probability for the Colts was in the high, high eighties, basically the entire second half. And then when the Patriots scored that touchdown, it jumped up to, or it, it dipped, I guess, to around like 56%. So let me ask you guys this. Cause you watched dicey there late. You watched most of the game. I saw the first quarter and then I saw the, the second half of the fourth quarter. I missed the middle part. I was surprised to see Max Jones had th- thrown two interceptions. I saw the interceptions and they were not great, but not like Zach Wilson interceptions. So, you weren't watching when you saw the replays, right? Right, exactly. All right, so the first one was bad. He didn't see Darius Leonard. Right, he just didn't see him. He, but and, it, wasn't, and, it wasn't like he – yeah, but go ahead. Because go ahead. I think if he'd seen Darius Leonard, you put a little bit of air on that, and it's still there was a defender behind. It was Johnny, right, I think? What did Johnny Smith so. back there? Someone Maybe Hunter Henry? Yeah. Either way, one of the tight ends. He, he, it was Hunter he Henry. Just, he was, he was throwing it too. Okay. So yeah, Hunter Henry, massive game, by the way. Um, he didn't, he just didn't see Darius Leonard. And Leonard made a great play and then stole someone's soul by jamming them into the ground and bouncing their entire body off the turf like a basketball. <laughs> um, on the he next one, I, I and so the set when the second one happened and the Colts are rolling and they pick off Mac, the entire world rushed onto Twitter to be like like text messages be like Max sucks he is who we thought he was this guy like this is why they're hiding him that's that is so it's like so predictable that That was a insane play by Bobby Okereke exactly and if I can his name Okereke but but yes you don't want you don't want to make that throw in hindsight for sure was late on the throw but that's a really good defensive play that's not if Mac is earlier it's complete but that is more on the positive side from the defender than the negative side from Mac, in my opinion. And the other thing I'll say is that when he came back in the fourth quarter, that was a fantastic touchdown <sighs> to Hunter Henry. Oh With Darius God. Leonard, Dude, he didn't arms. step into it, and he and he and he and people were like he doesn't have the arm strength. And in the first half, in the first quarter, in the first quarter, he threw that bomb to Jacoby Myers to hit him right in the arm down the sidelines, and he just he missed it. It happens, whatever. But I mean, he was he was jumping up, and I, I know about Jacoby Hummer, but he was you know it wasn't like yeah, a, yeah. it wasn't a freebie just no. get your arms out. But he also had an ugly throw on the fourth and one uh, in the third quarter. I mean, maybe bad play call, bad everything. But you can't just throw a ball away like that on fourth down. You got to give somebody a chance somewhere. The breach bringing the hate. I'm not bringing. I'm I'm T Mac Jones Wilson. I I will say this about about Mac is that the narrative coming into this game was Mac is probably the offensive rookie of the year, but he has not. Like like drag the Patriots to a win yet, and obviously he did not drag them to a win tonight. But I feel a lot more confident after like a sort of a moral victory type of thing. 
the way Mac played in that second half down against a defense playing as well as the Colts were and making some of the throws he made and engineering those drives in a really hostile environment in a standalone primetime game in late December in an AFC playoff race, I feel a lot better about how I, I think that that game, will, this game will end up being a net positive for Mac Jones as the Patriots get towards the playoffs. And here's the other thing you have to think about. What's this going to look like in two or three years with him? He ain't going to go backwards. You don't imagine unless something crazy happens. You imagine he'll continue to go in the right direction. I don't know what's going to happen with Zach Wilson. We have no idea. Trevor Lawrence is going to get better because they obviously cleared that situation up. I would imagine Justin Fields will get better, but again, they don't. We don't know who the coach is going to be. We don't know these things. But Mac Jones, you know, Josh McDaniels. I would maybe he goes to Jacksonville, but even still, the, the McDaniels had a bad night too, by the way. So yeah, I'm not worried about Mac Jones, and I, you know, he's a rookie. This is his first really bad game. I think he's had a, a multi-interception game. He may have thrown inter- three interceptions early in yeah, the year, but yeah, he had some uglier games early in the year. Look, arms. People get in guilty as charged, honestly. You know, you get in the draft season, you get a little worked up about arm strength. But we've seen plenty of guys. I mean, Tom Brady didn't have a cannon arm. I mean, he's a six-round pick for a reason. You know, Drew Brees had a strong enough arm at Purdue, but he wasn't, you know, Josh Allen coming out of Wyoming. These guys get to the NFL. They become professionals. They work at their craft, and they get stronger. And their arms get stronger, and they're more confident in throws, too. And, and so... I don't know. I, I'd rather I'd, sometimes I think I'd rather try to it, it's hard. It might be harder to teach a young quarterback how to make correct, how to process correct decision-making than it right. is just to like, like boost somebody's arm strength. You know, and by the way, he's not in a wheelchair. Like in the first quarter yeah. before I had to leave, he he ran for 10 yards. He, he can, he can, he's mobile. Uh, Breach, I'll ask you, cause this is, this is in your wheelhouse and yes. in some sense, cause you live in Nashville. Are the Colts the new Titans in terms of letting the running back drag teams up and down the field now that we're in January, almost in January? I mean, that's what it feels like. And that's a team you don't want to play in the well, playoffs. Breach. Yeah, it's a, good, it's a good question. But let's take a quick break. And when we come back, Breach will tell us, one, is Jonathan Taylor the best running back in football? And two, are the Colts a dangerous sleeper in the playoffs? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law so breach. <laughs> is Jonathan Taylor the best running back in football? And are the Colts a dangerous sleeper in the AFC? Does that include if Derrick Henry's healthy or yes, he's a hundred percent healthy. If Derrick Henry is a hundred percent healthy, I'm probably taking Derrick Henry. I mean, you look at he played so well. Right. He was, he was the NFL rushing leader for like three weeks after being injured. I mean, who like, scored who scored how many touchdowns? He have like 17 touchdowns now. How many touchdowns does he have? He played so well early in the season that the Titans literally could win the number one seed because he carried them to a, such a fast start. I mean, well, that was just my question about Jonathan Taylor. I'm asking, would you rather be? Who, the by the way, Debo has the MVP odds up on on the YouTube's channel, and if you're watching on YouTube, smash that like button. Let's get the likes up. We'll try or to give away a hat. Hit it gently. Just make sure tap, it, it yeah, likes. Tap it, tap it a couple of times. The do not bet Jonathan Taylor to win MVP, please. I know no, that that chorus is that. happening, and it happens after every big game he has, and Carson Wentz did nothing. Well, I will say that Jonathan Taylor has less support because if teams go all in stopping Derrick Henry like they try to, Ryan Tannehill usually can make them pay, and that's one reason why the Titans are so successful. And as we saw tonight, Carson Wentz struggles a little bit with that. I mean, he comes through with with big throws occasionally, but you know, if Jonathan Taylor struggles, usually the Colts aren't going to win. And I mean, you just look at his numbers there – 
eight and zero this year when he rushes for over 100 yards, and they're zero and six when he doesn't because they're not winning games when when it's put on Carson Wentz's shoulders. And so that's something you worry about uh, if you play one of the best run stopping teams in the playoffs as a Colts fan, you're like, Oh, well now God. Carson wants to have to win this for us. If you have a Jonathan Taylor to lead the league in rushing ticket, it was probably, I don't know, 10 to one max, right? So breach, you're, you're feeling pretty good about life. Actually, you know, I'm, I'm actually going to back off breach here. So Jonathan Taylor had 17 touchdowns last year, 16 the year before right now, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, I'm sorry, Derek by, Henry did. I'm sorry. Sorry. By the way, all, uh, if you're looking at YouTube right now, the top five guys, in terms of rushing yards in the NFL this year, all second round picks. I think it's interesting. Who's number so, two there? Joe Der- Mixon. Derrick Henry had 17 touchdowns last year, 2020, 16 the year before. Had 10 through eight games. So, Breach actually may not be wrong. Like, Jonathan Taylor has 17 as we sit here through 14 games. And he'll probably get to 20. That feels reasonable. <laughs> yes, you're probably. In a 17-game schedule, which is bonkers. But Derrick Henry is clearly an integral part of that offense. I feel like Jonathan Taylor... Might be more important because I have more faith in Ryan Tannehill right now than I do in Carson Wentz. I would, I would, yeah. I mean, if you, you would much rather put, yeah, you didn't, didn't ask me, you, you didn't, you said who's the best running back in the NFL. You didn't say no, who's more Brees, important. Brent who's said more that. important? I, who's the best? Are I two asked different you, questions. I asked you, are the Colts the new Titans? And and I'll be more specific. If you're uh, whatever, if you're the first, second, third, fourth seed in the AFC, would you rather face the Titans or the Colts? Do the Titans have Derrick Henry? Yeah, yeah, he's 100%. I would probably... Is my team really good at stopping the run? They get, well, it doesn't matter. Both these guys there's are really only, good. There's everybody who's really good at stopping the run. I would probably... If, if the Titans are 100% healthy and Derrick Henry is playing, I would probably rather play the Colts. Colts defense is better in terms of helping the, you Yeah, out. yeah. I, that, well, and that's the trade-off there, is that the Colts... Defense is better, and Jonathan Taylor is awesome, but Carson Wentz is a way step below Ryan Tannehill. Is he so a way he, step below? I, I mean, I don't yeah. think he's yeah, in a conversation. Yeah. Okay. He's with five. Of, well, I guess Henry had a bad game, too, but without. Um, I mean, if you had to take a quarterback right now, are you taking Ryan Tannehill or Carson Wentz? All right, let, let's well, do it this way. Let's say it's let's say Wilson and Breach are doing a draft, which we love to do in this podcast. <laughs> there are only four players available in the draft. Breach, you have the first pick. You can oh choose from one of four players. Oh, I love this draft. Ryan Tannehill, Carson Wentz, Jonathan Taylor, or Derrick Henry. Wilson gets the next two picks. Go ahead. Oh, oh man, you're killing me here. Killing this me, Smalls. Very <laughs> obvious answer. I hope. Please take a quarterback because I'm taking two running backs and you're going to get stuck with Carson Wentz. <laughs> you know what? Here is what I am going to You must to... start one quarterback and one running back in this oh, scenario. Thank it. The one big difference, and we're talking about this year, if I am drafting for the future, I'm taking the guy who's 22, not the we're guy talking who's 27. About, no, no, I'm talking about, I'm talking about for this playoff. the playoffs. And we're yeah. assuming Derrick Henry is back for the playoffs. It's been reported he'll be back. Week yeah, he said he'll be 100%. Quit complicating it. Look, yeah. talking about 10 year old. I mean, the obvious answer is you're uh, taking Ryan Tannehill and then you're taking the running back that comes back to you. Or are you? I mean, I'm definitely taking a running back. I was going to say. What? Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So, you, but I get two picks. So, you would rather have. Your but choice of running back between Henry and but, Taylor. But Brinson, if if, if oh, my whole playoff team is there and I need a quarterback and a running back and I have these four to choose from and I get the first pick and then whatever Ryan leaves me with, I'm, I'm taking a running back. You have to. Yeah, but he has to because it's a snake draft because I'm going to take if he takes Ryan Tannehill, I'm taking two running backs. Oh, but no, he said we have to. Brinson said. No, 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 I'm saying yes. Yeah, you can I have to take a quarterback and you're going to get whatever running backs left or yeah, you can I, take I, a running we, back and you get whatever quarterbacks left. We each have to have. Both positions feel. Yeah. I, can't, I can't. Oh, oh, okay. So he can't take both running backs. Right. I can't. I can't. Okay. Well, so then, then I'm taking Ryan Tannehill. Like I'm taking Aaron Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill. Yeah, okay. exactly. You're definitely taking Tannehill. The difference between Tannehill oh, and Wentz, there's a gap. Look at Divas. I'm just trying to say. <laughs> Thank you, Devo. <laughs> we act like Carson Wentz has thrown 30 picks, and he hasn't. Right. He's 23 and six right now. Like, well, here's the thing, though. See, the one thing you're leaving out here is that uh, Tannehill's played his last five games without Derrick Henry. We yeah, need five games of stats without oh, Jonathan up, Taylor. Bro. I mean, that's yeah, a if, you, if you can kindly look up Jonathan Taylor's last five games, that'd be great. Don't do that, Diva. Don't worry about these. Don't worry about these jerks. I, I could look up Ryan Tannehill with four picks versus the Houston Texans. I could show those without, stats without Derrick Henry. Hit the dunk button. Why don't, why don't you show us? Oh! Oh! Last year, Carson Wentz from last year. Hey, so what is that? Last year. from last year. 
You know what's funny? Breach leads the league in trying to respond and getting dunked on, and we can't hear him. Like every time he tries to rebut, <laughs> <dunk> on flying. <laughs> uh, I'm taking. By the way, I'm taking Jonathan Taylor. So you're going to get a reunion between uh titans players i'm just got colts versus titans that's fun hey you you want to get the dunk button ready because you know who won when Tannehill and henry played the colts twice this year the titans twice who are you taking with the second pick brenton if Tannehill goes first um i think you're taking i mean you're stuck with wince either way that's what i'm saying so which running back are you taking both healthy i mean i I think jonathan taylor right i think jonathan taylor is the best running back in football right now uh, do you know how many how many rushing yards Jonathan Taylor has over his last six games? A thousand more than a thousand. I'm gonna say I'll say the over under, not looking at seven fifty. Okay. Breach, are you going over or under? Over. Yeah, the way, way Prince, over. the way Prince I, I go over on 969. Dang it. That's, That's insane. Ridiculous. Hey Debo, do we have I hate to ask you this, but Wait, here's have, a fun Jonathan Taylor fact. Hey, Only, am I talking am I talking? What are you doing? Well, is oh, it what? Jonathan Taylor related or he's changing the subject? I'm gonna ask Debo something and you can give your fun fact. Oh. If I could reach to the screen, when I see you, I'm gonna slap you the next Stupid time. I see you in January. The last time you saw him, you nut punched him. I did. What's capital of uh Bangkok? Oh, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to punch myself when I do it that way. Debo, do you have the uh, draft, the uh, the draft picks that we did for the Super Bowl? If you don't, don't worry about it. Yeah, right, listener give, give has the Colts. That's why I was going to ask the question before I got interrupted by. Oh, uh, the Colts would have been yeah. Like I, I thought about taking the Colts instead of the Saints, but I was like, oh, I hate Carson. All right, Colts. go ahead, Breach. What's your fun fact? Oh, my fun fact: There's only been five games in the NFL this year where a running back has gone over 170 yards. Jonathan Taylor has three of them. Every other NFL player combined has two. That fun fact is courtesy of our CBS Twitter account. What's the oh. capital of Thailand? That's what it is. I can't believe I messed that one up. Yes, because Bangkok is the capital. Yeah. Um, What's the capital of Bangkok? What kind of morons? <laughs> you could follow it up with like, "What's the capital of Bangkok?" These nuts. There you go. Um, so he lived there. with this loss by the Patriots. They fall to the number three seed in the AFC. Kansas City stays at number. Oh, here, all right, we'll do this first. Um, here's the draft we did. Uh, C-Rad and the three of us did a draft. Wilson takes Packers first. Looks God, C-Rad is crushing it. Yeah, and he won the poll when we did the when the Brinson poll came up. So everybody knew what they were talking about. So that's November sixteenth. Uh, it was on Instagram. So that's golly, that's a month and two days a month, ago. Month plus ago. So w- all right. Would you? This, we're gonna rehab. So we're talking about the Super Bowl draft we did. If you listen to the podcast, you you know about it. Uh, you know, a snake draft, four rounds. The Super Friends and a Super Bowl uh, to 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 the winner. The winner takes it all. Whoever wins the Super Bowl. Wilson goes Packers one. I don't think that you would. I mean, you could. You know. Let me just say this quickly. So we did this November sixteenth, and the we, worst uh, pick here is Breach going Bills three. C Rad got the fan vote at the time that of having the best draft. Then like uh, three weeks ago, I had edged into the lead and now we'll reevaluate after Brinson tells us who has who Wilson went, uh, Packers, Ravens, Patriots, oh, Panthers, cheese, oh, pizza, C-Rad went bucks, cards, Titans, Colts, which what a is home run outstanding. Breach went bills, Cowboys, chargers, Bengals. Pretty intriguing. good. Pretty good. And I went, uh, chiefs, Rams, 49ers, Saints. And I should have gone Colts instead of Saints. Or- I think I'm in. I went from first to last. Uh, you've got three. The Panthers Ra- is a disaster. L- Lamar's hurt, and the Panthers are just an X. Brinson, I mean, Breach has the, the Bengals who are still in it. And the C Rad with the Colts is a absolute home run. Well, I think the thing I like about mine and to this point, C Rads, is I feel like we're the only two who have a legitimate chance of getting all four of our teams in the playoffs. You know, like obviously that Bills isn't a great first round pick in hindsight, but yeah, yeah, you I get still feel good yeah. about them getting in the wild card round, and that's really all that matters. You want to get as many teams as possible in. So well, it feels like Patriots, yeah. with the Patriots losing, you actually do have a chance to get three, maybe. I mean, no, I think C Rat and Breacher are are like plus fifty percent to get four in. You and I, are I was looking at division play. winners. So you're hosting a you're hosting four playoff games. You and I are getting three, no doubt, Brent. Yeah, yeah, we're and we're getting three max, and I've got two, I've got the two teams in the NFC West who are. But C Rad and Breach have a better opportunity to have more more teams in there to to help their chances. Correct. 
Um, but I mean, it, let's be honest. The Bengals ain't, go, ain't going to the Super Bowl. What? No, probably, Bengals probably are winning the Super Bowl, right? Fair enough. Yeah. At any rate, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't think you would change. I mean, maybe you go box instead of maybe you go Chiefs. I don't know. I mean, I don't you know, it's funny. People in the comments actually like my my draft, and I I feel less good about it than I did three weeks ago the last time we we uh, revisited the picks. Um. Okay. So playoff picture. The Chiefs are one. Titans are two now and nine and four. The Colts are just, I guess, what, one and a half back? Uh, when I get to, uh, They're eight and the six. And the, I mean, so the Titans play the Steelers. The Steelers, for some reason, have played really well against the Titans. I think the Steelers win that game. That's right, so thing. let's say the Steelers win that game and the Titans are nine and six. Imagine that. And the Colts are nine, and five. Nine, 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 nine and five. And the Colts are eight and six. So they're game out. Well, one and a half. Because the Titans, uh, the-, the Colts have to finish a game ahead of the Titans because they can't tie. Right. So even if the Titans lose against the Steelers, which I actually think will happen, I don't know why people think that's going to happen. That's just the perfect setup. This is a perfect big big All right. out of nowhere game. Um. So the the Titans still play the Texans. So they already lost to one. So it's not like it's impossible to lose no, to. But if they stop just. It. If well, that's what I'm gonna say. If they beat them <laughs> and lose the rest of their games, so just beat the Texans, lose everyone else. That means the Colts have to win their final three games to get in. To, to, get to, win, playing, to win the division. Colts are at Cardinals, Vegas at home, at Jacksonville. And by the way, the Jacksonville's gonna be the favorite to like people are gonna be on the Jacksonville bandwagon now that Urban's uh, gone bye bye. <laughs> And now, and, and so if the Titans go two and two in their final four games, they win the division. Like it's that's how simple right. it is for so them. So beat the Dolphins, beat the Texans, or beat the Steelers, beat the Texans, beat the Four. Sure. If, if, if the know, Titans like, win this week against the, the the Steelers, the division is probably over. It would take a, a pretty epic collapse, and I trust Mike Vrabel not to let his team do that. Yeah. So Tennessee's still the favorite to win that division. Indianapolis, though. I mean, but, you know, left we'll, up to the five seed. They're just live as hell in the playoffs. I but we're talking want... about the Titans-Steelers game. If the Titans win that, they're the top seed going into week hey, 16. Hey, quit trying to dunk on the Steelers. Worry we'll about your own team. Just... <laughs> yeah, okay, we'll go back to the Colts, though, at five. Yeah, do you see those teams in uh, red up there, Breach? And then go down to the nine seed, the team in white. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's not a Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the Bengals good. win tomorrow. I'm pretty sure they are in uh, a a good spot. It, it, it's just so wild to <laughs> see the disparity between the like. There is a seven to six team that's the ten seed in the AFC, and they'd be they'd be the sixth seed in the NFC. But, and, yeah, and that's the, the, the crazy thing is that if uh, you know, right now the Colts are the fifth seed, that you could have what like five teams tied at eight and six. If the Browns win, if the Chargers, but the Chargers already lost, so they're already eight and six. If the Browns, Bengals, and oh, uh, uh, Ravens, sorry. if the Browns and Bengals win and the Ravens lose, that means you have five teams at eight and six. Let and me ask you are- this before, just before we move on to the main, the the, the main melee, if you will, Wilson, mm-hmm. uh, in the AC, the Colts are eleven to one to win the division. Would you dabble at all? I don't think so. No, because Breach, as Breach noted, they have to. Went out and hoped for the worst with the. I was actually wondering. So, what's the limit, like in the sports book, for minus twenty five hundred on the Titans to win? I mean, you can't bet ten thousand dollars. I would imagine, right? I probably can. Oh, okay. Because it, that it feels. Depends on, like it depends a, on what sports book and who you are. That feels like a not a layup, but it feels like a a free throw, and you're a ninety five percent free throw shooter. Whoever's doing that is probably just buying ten thousand dollars for the Bitcoin. Um, I don't want to get sidetracked, but just give me the 10-second answer. How are the uh, NFTs going for you and Debo? It's a, a holding pattern. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Um, so, anyway, <laughs> back to the AFC playoff race that Breach was describing. <laughs> NFL NFTs are launching. So get you another glass of wine, Wilson. There you go. Uh, <laughs> the um, So, the Pats at 9-5. and five, Bills at 7-6. and six. Uh, I mean, I... I well, if the Bills beat the Panthers, then they play the Patriots next week, and they're right back at top of the division if they win that game. Yeah, but uh, let's say, let's talk about this. So the the New England played their worst game of the year, and it, it's probably not even close. And they still were sort of in it on the road against a, a pretty good Colts team that no one wants to play. We keep talking about in the playoffs. Is anyone jumping on the Bills bandwagon among the three of us? 
I mean, I, uh, talking I, about picking I, them to win against the Patriots next week or doing some damage in the playoffs? Nah, do, do, go further in the playoffs. They don't even have to win the division because they're, they're, what, a game and a half, two games, a game and a half back right now. I think the Bills are actually a really interesting futures bet because they are 14 to 1 to win the Super Bowl and 6 to 1 to win the AFC plus 165 to win the division. I, I don't, I, I'm fine with whatever. You can bet that you need, I mean, I think they're going to smash the Panthers on Sunday. And then it comes down to can they go into Foxborough and beat Belichick, which they definitely can. We've seen them do it. They did it last year. Obviously, a much better uh, Patriots team. But 14 to 1 is about as low as they've been in, in a while. And I mean, you know, they're they're gonna have to win. I mean, everybody but the one seed is gonna have to win three games to get to the Super Bowl. They just have enough upside on both sides of the ball where if it clicks, they could make a run. So I, I would want to bet that maybe it's maybe it was even down after the Patriots lost, but I would want to bet that to like before they play the what's Panthers. what's the number? 14 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, 6 to 1 to win the AFC. They're my preseason Super Bowl team to win to beat the Packers, I think is what I had. I just don't think I don't think you want to I don't think you want to bet like if the if the Bills beat the Panthers 35 to 7, they're going to be 12 to 1, 11 to 1, 10 to 1. And you know nothing more about the Bills than you knew before the game started. Right, exactly. So if you're going to bet the Bills, bet them now. Yeah. Um the 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 win total that I loved over 10 and a half. Ooh. I cannot believe this is going to lose. It's it is pretty crazy. They play They, but they played some pretty terrible football. I mean, they're just going to lose because that effing Jaguars game. So That's right now, the AFC wild cards are the Colts, Chargers, and Bills. AFC is AFC is tough, man. You think that sticks? I was just. It's funny. I was looking up the playoff odds for the Bills right now because I mean, there's no guarantee they're going to make the playoffs because they right. have they have the Patriots in two weeks. I don't know what's after that. Or they had the Patriots next week, I should say, because. So before tonight's game, the Bills, according to our buddies at Football Outsiders, their chances to make the playoffs were, you want to take a guess? Uh, 75%. Yeah, 65. Golly, 74.7. Well done. Wow. That was Even at 7 and 6. So, okay, good for them. The Patriots are 99.7, so they're, they're, they're going. Uh, Wilson, and this is what Brinson was talking about last week, is that the Bills' schedule, they have the Panthers, Falcons, and Jets. That's three of their remaining four games. Right. So I think that has a lot to do with their high percentages. They're, they're gonna get. They're gonna make the playoffs. Here's the, okay. Here's where it gets sort of interesting. Uh, teams with the same record: uh, the Browns, forty percent; the Bengals, twenty-seven percent. Mm. So that's a function, as you guys noted, of the records that the, the these three teams have, and I'm including the Bills in that conversation. Uh, let me look at the Broncos real quick. The Broncos at seven and six, twenty-five percent chance. So basically, these three teams add up to slightly more than than the the Bills' playoff chances at seventy five percent. They have like eighty five percent. Yowzers! All right, Buffalo. So you're you're going to be in. That feels like a, a, not a guarantee, but a, a pretty good bet. And then that leaves the other, the Chargers at six. The Chargers feel not like a lock, but feel pretty good. Obviously, their their schedule a little tougher. But I'll ask you, Breach, because you're the optimist when it comes to Ohio teams possibly having a chance. Uh, the Chargers are at 85, 87, 86%, excuse me, to make the playoffs. So is there a chance that the current five and six teams or six and seven teams in the AFC don't make it? The Chargers play the Texans in week 16. I highly doubt they're going to lose that game. I think they go one and one at worst against the Broncos and Raiders. So they're getting the 10 wins. It really feels like the Chargers are absolutely getting the 10 wins. Uh, it feels like the Colts are getting the 10 wins. And so then it, you can the Browns, the Bengals, one of those teams get the 10 wins because it feels like, you know, we just talked about the Bills schedule and that being easier. It feels like they have a much easier path to 10 wins because the Browns and Bengals have such difficult schedules to close out the season. Uh, I, you know, and this is my bold prediction from whatever a week and a half ago. I still stand by it. I think the wild card stays the same. And the only thing that changes of the current AFC playoff standings, I think six of those seven teams end up in it. And the only difference is the AFC North winner is not going to be the Ravens. It might be the Browns. It might be the Bengals, but it's I do funny, not think it's going to be the Ravens. It's funny you say that because I was actually looking at the, the division odds for the, the the Browns and the Bengals. And the division odds for both those teams is lower than it is to just to make the playoffs outright. Um, 29% for the Browns, 18% for the Bengals to win the division. Um, in fact, 
I was talking about their total playoff odds earlier. The number I was reading, they're they're the chance to win, make the the wild card is only ten percent for both the Browns and the Bengals. So uh, the division chances is better in that sense. Are you guys? Yeah, and, and, and by the way, just for the record, I mean this this is not. I would not declare this an official playoff scenario or anything. But I just went to the ESPN playoff machine and ran through. I gave the Bills a loss to the Patriots and three wins against the bad teams. Yeah, and then gave every single AFC playoff contender a good win, like the best possible win they could get. And the Bills still are the seven seed at 10 and seven. So I think if they go three and one, they should be pretty good to get in. Clearly there are some scenarios out there where they could get screwed, but I mean, this, the way this, the way this shook out was Titans one at 11 and five, uh, Pats two at 11. And, I guess I'm missing a Titans game probably against the Texans. Oh yeah. There we go. Oh, anyway. Uh, yes. Pats two at eleven six. Bill uh, uh, Browns three at eleven and six. Uh, Chiefs four at ten and seven. I mean, if if you get to ten and seven, you are probably getting in the playoffs, but you could potentially get hosed on a on a, on a tie. Well, that's the thing with the with the Cleveland and Cincy. They could get hosed if they get to ten wins based on the teams in front of them. And by the way, this is sort of best case scenario for the Steelers. They need to finish last in the division, get in the middle of the round, middle of the draft, first round pick, and then. Think about a quarterback. So, or best case scenario for the Steelers is getting to ten wins, and then they sneak in because they're ten six Ugh. and one. That's a terrible idea. Are you guys secretly hoping the Bengals don't make the playoffs because they'll be talking about it all the time? Or, I'm not or, secretly hoping. Or, I'm outwardly hoping. Or they do you all want be- them to make the playoffs because you know they'll lose in the first round, and then you can just laugh at me? Which um, one I want them to make the playoffs, and uh, and then Zach Taylor or uh, Belichick win Coach of the Year. I don't want them to make the playoffs because I don't want Breach to be happy if they do win a game. That's true. I don't want Breach to be happy. So that, that does inform my decision. So I, Scott Kazmar on Twitter did an uh, interesting uh, fun fact here. When do you guys think the last time a team won by 10 or more points with fewer than 50 net passing yards? Was it the 2002 Texans Steelers game? It was not. Dang it. But yeah, it was a while ago. It was more than a decade ago. It was in 2010 with Todd Collins and the Bears beating the Panthers. Todd Collins. That, so it's been 11 years since we've seen a win like the one the Colts pulled on the Patriots. Tonight. Jake Del- Oh, that was Jimmy Clausen. That was the year before Cam got there. Correct. If I, ha- if I, if I recall correctly. Correct. That is, so that is, that's what we're talking about watch here. Your Second round pick Jimmy Clausen, by the way. And they, traded usually, first, they traded a future first to get him in the second round. We're not, we're not going off on this d- uh, tangent. This is uh, the Saturday Night Football. We have a lot to unpack over Sunday night, Monday night, and Tuesday night. Thank Keep you all for up. watching. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Dude, we don't think we got. Did we get the? Uh, we didn't quite get the likes. For uh, come back uh, tomorrow. We'll do two tomorrow, maybe, or maybe one Sunday, one Monday, one Tuesday. See you guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening for Wilson and Breach. I am Brinson. We will talk to you guys later. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. 